Mr. Sparks? I don't feel so good. You're alright. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I don't know Ah, that's right. Some of you probably don't feel so good. Hopefully, the Hail Mary Fantasy Football Podcast, uh, third episode, will make you feel a little bit better, but I know, Adam, uh, you're probably amongst those who aren't feeling too good right now. Why Why is that, buddy? What's going on with you? If you listen to the beginning, I'm dead. You're dead. Or Did however you view what happened in that movie. You're either dead or you're trapped in a soul stone. I don't have a soul anymore after last weekend. Well, what happened last week? And let everyone know how poor little Adam is feeling. I'm at that point already in week two where I already hate football. Elaborate. Uh, every year in fantasy football, there's that one week where you just go, fuck this game, man. This sucks. I hate this. Because you want to know what the problem was? Last week, I was all excited. I was like, man, I can't wait. I'm excited to watch the games. And then by about... 10, 30, 11 o'clock, I was like, I'm done with this shit. You're done with this shit. Well, well, what specifically were you done with? Let's let's tell our listeners. Well, Jay Ajahi went down in like the first hour of games. Mm-hmm. He came back eventually, but it really didn't matter. Because you got a zero mm-hmm. out of... Uh, that's right, that's right. We should remind people that last week was rivalry week. Uh, I was playing my co-host Adam here for uh, bragging rights. We, we tear each other apart every year. Uh, so this was, he beat me in the championship last year, so the, I was coming in with some extra, uh, extra oomph for revenge. I think I, I think I got it. Basically, the equivalent of what happened this past weekend is like when the Jets beat the Patriots in the regular season, and everybody goes, wow, crazy! And the Patriots are just like, that's cool, we'll see you in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that's quite how it went. But what, let's, so JJ went down for you. Because there's a lot of people who are probably feeling like you, you're... At this point in the season... Nobody cares about my specific team. They care about you, but you're 0-2. You're 0-2 in our league? That's I insane. am 0-2, yeah, but that's, it's good because we play in a league with a lot of people who are all, you know, are also going to be under 500 by the end of the season. So That's not necessarily true. We play in a league with a lot of good people, but a lot of weird bonehead mistakes uh, I feel like are made on the waiver wire. Like, uh, you ended up with Giovanni Bernard for yes, some reason. Yes, who's already questionable for this week, so that's fun. <laughs> Suffered a knee injury in practice today, which is Wednesday when we're recording this. So, off to a rip-roaring good start. I'm playing uh, a guy who has David Johnson and Ezekiel Elliott on his team. Fantastic. So, you know that this will be the week that both of those guys get out of the funks they've been in. Well, don't forget Deshaun Watson will be also going off against you for yes for the first time this season. Um, but Revenge game for Deshaun Watson, who probably <laughs> listens to this podcast. <laughs> Who also probably thinks that I think he's bad, even though that's not what, it's, what I said. That, that is not what you said. Uh, but point is, I, I think something that's interesting that we'll address here is um, draft strategy, right? This year you strayed a little bit from your typical draft strategy that has helped you win a championship, uh, at least in our, let's call it, league of record for last four out of the ten seasons. And that's why I, in typical overreaction mode, I fucking blew everything up. <laughs> <laughs> but you sense. blew it up. I think you blew it up for the better. One thing I liked about the trade was... That I had no idea that Gronkley hit three points last week. 
a typical strategy for for him and I, which I think one of the reasons we meet in the championships or the semifinals of the playoffs so often is uh, is the fact that we have the same strategy of going for top wide receivers and just finding a way to make it work with uh, with running backs down the line. I think that's what a lot of people don't understand is year after year the top running backs off the board go down for one reason or another, whether it's last year's uh, David Johnson going down with injury and being out for the year, Ezekiel Elliott uh, with his suspension. You have this year with Le'Veon Bell, uh, who has decided to hold out the year before that, uh, or, or was it two years ago uh, with with Todd Gurley being out uh, with an injury for half the season? No one knew he was going to be as good as he was, but uh, year after year, what, if you're in the top four picks and you're taking a running back, one of them is bound to be injured or something's going to happen where it just makes you feel silly by week two. And that's that's kind of what happened this year, right? That's pretty much what's happened with every David Johnson owner so far, I would think. But you know what? And, yeah, for me also, I drafted Kareem Hunt. One of my keepers was uh, uh, Odell Beckham. So, yeah, so I mean, I straight away from my strategy of t- two wide receivers. But I thought this was the year I needed to get – Myself a wide receiver, but to your point about I mean, running back, about running backs and how it's overvalued in fantasy. If you just take a look, for instance, at ESPN's top twenty rankings this week for running backs, David Johnson is tenth. So David Johnson started the season as probably the third best running back, the third pick of the draft, and now you're looking at him and you're like, oh, so. People ahead of him, according to ESPN, Dalvin Cook, James Conner, Melvin Gordon, Christian McCaffrey, guys that should be higher. Chris Thomas is set, Chris Thompson is 17. Chris Thompson has had an amazing first two weeks of the season. Why is he not higher in the rankings? Because ESPN still looks at it as, well, he doesn't run the ball, so that means he doesn't get points. Except for the fact that's not the way the NFL works anymore. That's not the way fantasy works or PPR works, yeah. right? And this is, again, why we value uh, three top wide receivers and two PPR running backs. And by that, I mean it doesn't have to be Melvin Gordon, who's lighting the world on fire right now, or Le'Veon Bell, who typically gets those, but like a, like a Javorius Allen, a Buck Allen, who might be available this week for some of you, like a Gio Bernard, who might be available, like uh, in the past, Sproles. Um, these types of guys are they're value picks, but they're going to get you Danny Woodhead. Danny Woodhead, but these guys are going to get you twelve points a week, uh, just in catches, because they're going to get at least six, seven catches a game, uh, get you forty, fifty yards. They might rush the ball for twenty, thirty yards, and if you're lucky, they'll get you a touchdown. So, even though they're not valued really in the NFL, um, where these guys like Todd Gurley are, as far as fantasy goes, these are the types of guys that you want to target. The passing league. It's Everyone, everybody, league. everyone says all the time it's a passing league. So in theory, if it's a passing league, why are we still valuing running backs as the best plays? Why is the conversation not more steered towards Antonio Brown having the being the number one pick in fantasy every year? Well, this is what's interesting right now, right? We still value running backs even now, even even if you're looking at trades. If you're trying to make a trade right now because David Johnson's not doing that hot, or uh, you expected more out of out of Hunt, uh, I mean, e- even when you're looking at trades and where they were drafted first or second round, right now, of the first rounders, who I believe, if you're looking at first round running backs, you're probably looking at uh, Gurley, Bell, David Johnson, 
Kamara, maybe uh, maybe Gordon, and then Barkley. Is that right? Does that sound right to you? Mm-hmm. Okay. So of those, Bell's not in the top ten, obviously, and he's killing his owners right now. Uh, David Johnson not in the top ten. Kamara leading the league in, in full-point PPR with Gordon behind him and Gurley behind him. But, I mean, James Conner, he's a guy that no one had on their team, unless you were suspecting a, a Bell... <laughs> Well, if you're expecting Bell to do what he did, which some of us might have been, uh, but he's ranked number four right now, like you said, Chris Thompson. Nobody expected Bell to still be holding out. At this I point. thought he might miss the first three weeks, but that was it. Uh, but I'm, I'm there was con- no indication of that. I'm concerned it might be longer. He told uh, his teammates he was coming, and then just didn't show up. Chris Thompson uh, at number five, uh, Saquon Barkley at number six. McCaffrey at 7, Elliott at 8, Eckler at 9, and Mixon at 10, and Mixon's out. So, really, you have Eckler, Chris Thompson, and Connor, who were not drafted probably at all, or if they were, it was in the very late rounds of the draft, uh, making it up into the top 10. And then uh, two guys who who are in the top 10, uh, or in the top 3 when they were drafted, just not even in there at all. So, in your league, for instance, where it's 6 points for a touchdown, which makes quarterbacks more valuable, but whatever, in the top 10 scoring... There are three running backs in that top ten, but they're all at the end. Kamara, Gordon, and Gurley? Kamara, Kamara, Gordon, and Gurley. The number three scorer in your league right now is Michael Thomas. The number six, Tyreek Hill. Now, where do you think Michael Thomas is right now? Because he was a big story from this weekend. Uh, I mean, he's continuing to just absolutely crush it. In PPR, we were talking about, is he going to be a guy that's going to supplant Antonio Brown next year. If you're if you're in a keeper league, and let's say somehow you manage to get Antonio Brown and Michael Thomas, and you can only keep one of them, who are you keeping for next year? If we can only keep one of them, you can keep one of them. Who's who's the, who's the top wide receiver moving forward? Is it Antonio Brown still, or is Michael Thomas the guy? It's only two. I leagues. think I think if I think you want to own Michael Thomas more going forward because he's younger. And that doesn't seem like he's in such a dysfunctional franchise. Jesus Christ. Uh, and, you know, as long as Drew Brees is around, who do you want? The guy that has Ben Roethlisberger or the guy that has Drew Brees? You know what I mean? Like, I well, want the guy that has Drew Brees. Apparently, uh, apparently Brown wants to get traded now, right? No, so. that was just a thing. that this is, He was him just referencing a troll. I don't believe that he's a guy, a system guy. I believe if Antonio Brown went anywhere else, he'd be just as good. Well, I personally don't think that Ben's in the top ten of quarterbacks. Shoot me now, but uh, I don't never. If, I've never thought that. If he can make it work with Ben, I think he can make it work with a lot of guys and a lot of systems. Philip Rivers is to me the best. If we're not talking about winning, we're talking about pure quarterbacks and who's the best quarterback of that draft. Rivers to me is the best quarterback of that draft. Oh, I agree. Eli, Ben, and him. Everybody always talks about Ben. They talk about Eli. Nobody talks about Rivers. Maybe that's a West Coast thing. I don't know if you've noticed this, but people on the East Coast, they have to go to bed before us. So they don't talk about us as much on the West Coast. So for, And plus, for years, Rivers played in San Diego, which is a small market in comparison to New York and Pittsburgh. Where is San Diego? I've never heard of them. Uh, it's actually part of uh, Tijuana, Tijuana, Me- Mexico. So San Diego, Mexico. San Diego, Mexico. Oh no might wonder the Chargers might as well went. To, be. No wonder Chargers went to LA. That makes sense. It's a bigger market. Yeah, because there's no Mexican people in LA. Not that I'm aware of. 
Los, yeah, Los, Ra- Los Angeles. They're all wearing later jerseys. They're all wearing Raiders jerseys. Uh, but no, I mean Michael Thomas. I think, I think last year people kind of over underlooked him. You know, like I think people last year kind of said like, eh, he's good, but he was still going late. Like he still really was until these first two. The guy had to catch like forty balls in two weeks for people to be like. This Michael Thomas guy's interesting. You know what I mean? Like he's the he's the number one fantasy wide receiver right now in terms of scoring, and he will be for a couple weeks because even if he catches five balls next week, it's going to take a while for him to drop off of that list for sure. And he's not because unless Traquan Smith, who they talked up a lot in the preseason and was like a third round pick, and once he starts gets going, even then I don't think he's going to lose. I don't think Michael Thomas is going to lose. Uh, you know, catches or targets or anything like that. Like, Drew Brees is going to look his way. Ideally, also, you want a guy that plays in a dome. Because at the end of the season during the fantasy playoffs, when the weather gets poor, you don't always want the guys that play in those cities where you're potentially going to look wake up Sunday morning and see that there's a blizzard or it's pouring rain. You're rarely going to get that with teams in domes, West Coast teams, any kind of, unless it's the Seattle Seahawks, but that's a different story. <laughs> that city basically lives in rain. But, I mean... Well, the, what's what's interesting is in week one, Michael Thomas went off at a full point PPR for 38 points, and then last week went off for about 30 points. Uh, a totally different t- style game, right? Uh, the shootout that you had against Tampa Bay was insane, and then last week I think everyone kind of underperformed, just as far as like an NFL expectation with the Saints versus the Browns, but... Let's go back to that first game. I mean, the Bucks for two weeks in a row have been been rolling. And Fitzpatrick right now is the number one quarterback. Deshaun Jackson is what, like top three for, for wide receiver? Fitzpatrick is my Twitter picture now. And if you saw that. It's, it's, it's effing beautiful, mate. He's great. It's good. Still not a guy I'm buying into in fantasy. Jesus. But good luck. So Okay, so of that offense with Deshaun Jackson, Mike Evans, and Ryan Fitzpatrick, you think how many of those guys are legit right now? Mike Evans. That's it. The only reason I don't say Deshaun Jackson is because you're also not thinking of Chris Godwin, who's also had an amazing okay. couple of first couple of games. Not like b- groundbreaking, but he's been a part of that offense, and he will be a part of that offense. And you know who else is going to be a part of that offense? O.J. Howard. So then all of those guys are legitimate except for Fitzpatrick to you and Deshaun no, no, Jackson. No, 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 no. None of the guys, to me, are viable fantasy starters because... Jameis Winston is coming back. Jameis Winston will be the starting quarterback for the Buccaneers. You believe that? Not in, He won't be in next week, and he won't be the week after. After their bye week in week five, they're going to turn back to Jameis Winston, and everybody's going to be insanely confused. So if Fitzpatrick wins this week and next week, they, they still move on or go back to Jameis? I mean, yeah, I think they do. I, I don't, you know, as as great as this has been, he's still a backup quarterback. And I, I know that right now he is the, like, golden boy of the NFL because of his entire postgame and all that stuff, but he's still Ryan Fitzpatrick. Should we make a bet? So you've, you've so far you've lost the Patrick Mahomes bet. That that's out are you, the window. Are you gonna are you gonna address here here here's the thing with the bets, and this is very key for me. Are you gonna bring up the bets that you lose to? I haven't lost because any. so far no 
So far, you're very you're very into bringing up when I'm wrong about shit. What was are you going to bring up stuff when you're wrong too? What was or are you just going to push it to the side? No. What was I wrong? What was I wrong about? I brought the Jimmy Graham pick last week. One week. One week. And, two, and after two weeks. After two weeks, it's equal. I mean, exactly. Okay. So right now. But you it's made a sure push. to bring that up last week. Right, but now it's a push. All right, fine. So if, if he. What's if your he, bet? If you, Ryan Fitzpatrick, if they win the next two games, you think they're going back to Jameis Winston? Yes. Okay. Fair enough. I think if they win the next two games, they will stay. With Ryan Fitzmagic, that's 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 who I'm going with. But as far as that, but do you think that's a smart decision? If he's winning, hell yeah! Obviously, obviously he's having fun. The team's having fun. Uh, they're winning. He 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 was joking around in that press conference. Looked hilarious. I'm sure that they got a lot of fans just from that. So yeah, I think uh, with the issues that they seem to have with Jameis Winston, why wouldn't they stay with Ryan Fitzpatrick? Which so because a- badly run franchises always run themselves badly. That's a key here. I feel like that's a Yogi Berra comment. Can you repeat no, that? No. Badly run franchises <laughs> always run their franchises badly. That's true. Always. And this has been a badly run franchise for a while now. Sticking with Jameis Winston as long as they have is a bad call. Jameis Winston is okay, but they could have easily gone somewhere else at some point in the last couple of years. And speaking of bad franchises and bad calls, was it a bad call to move Gordon over to the uh, the Patriots if you're if you're a Browns front office guy? I know why they did it. I can't. Here's the thing: he's been with that team for six years, and they have constantly had to deal with ju- just nonsensical thing after nonsensical thing with him. So for him. To show up a day after practice, not all of a sudden he's injured. He wasn't injured the day before and seems like he's on drugs or on something. I feel like at that point, yeah, it's time to cut eight. The smart thing that they did that the other regime would not have done is they cut, they would have cut him on Friday or Saturday. This regime was like, oh, we can get something for this guy? Who has been a universal just cancer to this locker room? <laughs> they got a fifth round pick for him if he plays for ten games for the Patriots this year. Well, before we move on to our segments, I think uh, I think it's going to go one of two ways in in New England. Either going to go the way of Randy Moss or the way of Chad Ochocinco. Are, are you leaning more towards Moss or, or or Chad Ochocinco? I don't know. Like it's hard for me. I'm such a big fan of him as a player that to me it's pretty simple like he's Randy Moss 2007 yeah and I think that only helps Edelman I think that only helps Gronk but I think if Josh Gordon is 2007 Randy Moss you need to cut Chris Hogan or put Chris Hogan on your bench and nowhere near the starting lineup because somebody's gonna suffer and it's gonna be him if you are targeting Josh Gordon right now in your league who are you? What's the most you're willing to give up? If you're if you're saying in your head, I'm expecting 2007 Randy Moss. Just just you, if that's what you believe. If if that's what you believe, and you're willing to take a shot, who right now is the most valuable guy you're willing to give up? Give me some wide receivers. Name some wide receivers. Devin I, I, Funches. I, I, obviously, I okay. give up Devin well, Funches. Well, I'm just gonna give up players that have suffered a little bit in the first couple of weeks. What about Dalvin Cook? Would if you have a, if you're a Dalvin Cook owner, are you trading Dalvin Cook for Josh Gordon? Yes. Really? Yeah. 
Wow. You just went over my strategy. No, I know. I'm that. going back to that strategy. If if you're the if you're the general public, are you you're trading Dalvin Cook for uh for I Josh don't think Gordon? Dalvin Cook okay, so here's the thing. I think Dalvin Cook will be fine. I think Dalvin Cook will be good late in the season because that's when kind of like I think his knee will feel better. But he's already suffering setbacks in games. I don't want to deal with a guy that's constantly like going out of games like that. So if I can get Josh Gordon, I want Josh Gordon. All right, and then quick yes or no before we move on to our segments. If you're a Le'Veon Bell owner, are you trading Le'Veon Bell for Josh Gordon? No. Do you think Bell's coming back? Do you think he's going to play for the Steelers this year, or do you think he's getting traded midseason? Before uh, they said back? they're not going to trade him, so I don't think that they'll trade him, but I think when he comes back... When? So you believe he is coming back? Even if he doesn't come back till Week 10, I'm happy with that. Because you're getting exactly what people thought they were getting out of Ezekiel Elliott last year then. Do you think people are going to hold on to Bell for 10 weeks? If they're not, give me a ring. I'll <laughs> put, I will trade him right now. I will trade for him right now in every league I'm in. I don't care if he shows up to week 10. Nobody's going to cut him. If he cuts, if people cut him or send him back to the waiver wire, then everything that you texted me this morning <laughs> about the waiver wire is correct. I should stick to my number one waiver priority if Le'Veon Bell is going to stick there. Adam hasn't used his number one waiver pick at all this year, and, and he's it just hasn't waiting, hurt wait, me. waiting for the for the for all the picks to go by for the waiver wire, and then he's just bottom feeding right now. He's bottom. Feeding. I'm not bottom feeding because I'm getting the consensus number one pickups back to back weeks. Anunwa was the number one consensus pickup last week for most people. Got him. Bernard is the number one consensus pick for most people. And I got him too. Nobody picked up either one of those guys. I'm not particularly waiting, but I'm not going to waste that spot when people do dumb things in your league all the time. When I'm just waiting. In, in, in fantasy leagues in general. In dumb, in, yeah, not people, just your league, in general, I'm in really cool McDumb. Okay, so if I believed in the Seattle offense, if I didn't think that they were terrible and wasn't completely terrified by everything about that team, I would have picked up Doug Baldwin last week. But that wasn't worth it to me. Because that team looks like it is falling apart. I don't think Russell Wilson is worth it at this point. Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, I don't want any of those dudes. When Will Disley... The di- the drizzly shits the drizzly the drizzly shits is out there scoring touchdowns and he's supposed to be a blocking tight end. That tells me that that franchise has no idea what they're doing, no idea what they're doing. They've given Russell Wilson essentially an offensive line consisting of guys who are as talented as you and me to block for their franchise quarterback. Well, as much as I appreciate that compliment, it's time to move on to our first segment. So our first segment for week three, uh, we'll be discussing real quick about last week's we did Forgive or Forget. Uh, yeah, now for my Forgive portion, we had Deshaun Watson, uh, Jimmy Grapes, as I like to call him, and uh, in Matthew Stafford, and I think all those guys proved worthy of, uh, of their comeback. Did you have someone that you wanted to add to that list? From last week? Yeah, do you remember who you said? Is this again where you're going to remind me of things that I said that were wrong? No, I'm not. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I, I don't know. I'm asking oh, you. No, yes, you do. I'm going to make you say it. I really don't remember who you had for quarterback last week. Who did you have? I'm not playing this game with you. Go ahead. I, I, This is getting awkward. I don't know who it was. Then why would you bring it up? 
Because I was just going over mine and was giving you the opportunity. Oh, so it's not Patrick Mahomes? Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah. I'm Devin. I'm an idiot. Was it Patrick Mahomes? So you said forget Patrick Mahomes. I said. For sure. Uh, but he did he did well. Still with believe that it's not going to continue. Right. Uh, for my forget, I had Dak Prescott. It's easy. It's easy to roll your eyes at a comment like that when you're two weeks into a season. It's really easy. Oh, it happens th- every single year. No, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be just fine. But uh, for the forgets that I had, I had Dak Prescott, Sam Bradford, Matty Ice came back, uh, so it was actually worth a start. Um, as far as yeah, but how the hell you're gonna know? When I'm Matt not Ryan, yeah, when Matt I'm, Ryan I'm, is worth starting. I'm not like, starting. You're never gonna know. Because here's the thing: Matthew Stafford is a great ad, and here's why: that Lions defense is bad. He's gonna be down in games so often. He's gonna be throwing all the time, and it doesn't matter if he throws two or three picks. If he throws five touchdowns, that's still points. Fantasy football is not finding the best NFL quarterback. It's about finding a guy who has value, as you like to say. We use the word value all the time. Value, pal. Value, pal. And Matthew Stafford is going to have a lot of value going forward. So pick him up if he's on your free agency. Unless you have somebody that you don't want to cut him for. Like uh, Tyrod Taylor? I mean, yeah. But, for example, the guy in our league who has Tyrod Taylor decided that Matt Ryan was a better option than Matthew Stafford. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. I would not suggest that. Uh, I forgave uh, Royce Freeman last week, and that didn't help. Uh, Freeman still had a down week. I, I don't know what to make of that, man. I didn't like that situation going into this year, which is why I steered clear of him, even though he was available in every draft where he should have been available. But I, the, coaching Lin- staff, the coaching staff basically said that he was – they're going with the hot hand right now. Which so is until, Lindsay. Which is Lindsay. So if Lindsay conceivably never slows down, then he loses that job. But I don't think that – I think at some point the pure running back will get the most touches on that team, especially in Denver in the wintertime, like as it gets colder. But that's just my opinion. We forgave uh, Kareem Hunt and Kenyon Drake, who also came back. Uh, guys that we forgot at running back were Chris Carson, which I'm glad I did. Uh, Devontae Freeman, again, I think he's going to be out for several weeks, so just keep him out of your mind moving forward. And uh, Alex Collins, I didn't like that as a pick. He actually did okay. I think it was about 12 points in a, in a yeah. full-point PPR, but not. I think you're not getting what you expected to get when you draft him I mean, he's point. not a PPR back, and anyone that drafted him I don't think was expecting PPR a lot of points, but, I mean, he did get drafted pretty high for my liking. But his, his ADP was a, was yeah, a little Yeah, if he was going in, like, the sixth, seventh round, I think I would have scooped him up pretty quickly. Sure. But going in, he was going in, like, the fourth or fifth. I think he went third like, in a couple leagues. Yeah, and that's just not... If you're in a 12-person league, he probably went in the third round. Third or fourth. See, in the in a 12-person league, I might find him more value. Uh, the couple of times we had a 12-team league, I remember some trash that would get in your starting lineup because that's just how the leagues work out. Got, there's an extra team, an extra starting lineup, an extra bench. Like More guys are less available. Uh, guys, we also forgave it uh, at wide receiver was Chris Hogan and uh, Devin Funches. Both ha- had a decent week coming back. Uh, and then I said forget Amari Cooper, who, whoops, <laughs> he turned out all right. I still don't trust him moving forward, and I'm not going to trust him. But Corey Davis was a guy I, I said forget about him, and he I, I don't see so any. So who do you trust on that Oakland team then? On if Oakland. If you don't trust Amari Cooper, John Gruden's had a 1,000-yard receiver in every year he's coached, every single time. 
Who do you think that would be? I don't think anyone has emerged yet, and I don't know that Amari Cooper is the guy. Well, it's not even about Davis Bryant because he's not going to be in the league in two weeks. I, I, I know that Amari Cooper is probably the most talented. I just don't know that Carr, for whatever reason, has it to to make Amari Cooper this year. Amari Cooper's not on that level like a, like an Antonio Brown where he can make the quarterback, make him look better, make him make him look like a stud and I I don't know that Cooper has the talent to do that for Carr. Yeah. And I don't know that Carr has the talent to make his receivers. So um that's where I am with him and then uh, and then again someone we forgave last week was Kyle Rudolph. Uh he got a touchdown, performed fine, nothing spectacular, but again someone that was okay putting in your in your lineup. So for this week, for forgive or forget, uh, for quarterback for me, I'm going to go ahead and forgive Alex Smith. I I don't think he's going to be spectacular moving forward. I think uh, with Chris Thompson there, he's got a nice little safety net. I think Jordan Reed is a nice safety net for him. Uh, and I think he will produce uh, in a four-point touchdown league for quarterback. I think he should get you about... 18 points a game, 20 to 22 yeah. in a He's in, a bi-week fill-in. I, think I he's mean, fine. he's not the guy you want to go with week to week because there's going to be, like, this was one of his more inviting matchups this week, and he didn't throw any touchdowns. So, like, you know, it's kind of like you want a guy, I don't know, if, you, if you're if you just kind of like, I don't want to get negative points from my quarterback, then he's <laughs> never going to get you negative points. I don't know that many will. I mean, if you played Geno Smith last week, you got <laughs> negative points. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I just if you play, Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman zero points last week. Zero points last week. Cut that. Person. Josh Allen had fifteen. Cut that person from your league if they're starting Nathan Peterman. Uh, who did you forgive? Who would you forgive from last week? Who had a bad performance? And in week three, you say, okay, you know what? I'm a, I, I'm comfortable starting this guy in my team. Quarterback. Uh, you took my other one. You took Alex Smith, so I'm going to go with my number two pick, and that would be Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Uh, Rodgers had 18 points. He had a touchdown that was called back on a penalty. Um, he looked like he was really, really struggling, like health wise, <laughs> but he still threw up 18 points against that Vikings defense. So I'm a little more comfortable going forward with him as my starter, even with the injuries, because it seems like they're smart enough to know to play him in shotgun a lot. And he seems to – he's still Aaron Rodgers. Like, he still knows how to read defenses and all that stuff. Yeah, your ball's deep in that hot take, Adam. So if you have Aaron Rodgers on your team this weekend, fire him up. So I'm going to address this real quick because <laughs> you made this comment to me last week. Um, so with this forget or forget segment, um, is this supposed to just be random people that – No, no. It's it's any player. To be play, it's, a player who had a bad week, you should forgive them. Yeah, You should forgive them. That's right. But I was just giving you – I was just. No, I know. But you did old... this last week with Kareem Hunt, where you're saying it's a hot take. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to use this segment to say you should forgive Tyrod Taylor. Like, well, you're you're a hot take kind of guy, so I think I am you're... because I have to be because you go with obvious choices. Okay, I'm going to forget you said that, and I'm also going to forget Dak Prescott moving forward as well, and and mm-hmm. Sam Bradford because if they have no business starting on anyone's fantasy team, not even their own teams. I don't think they have any business starting on their team. I kind of feel bad. I kind of feel a little bit bad for for Dak Prescott because he doesn't have too much talent in the way of wide receivers around him or tight end, so he's kind of hamstrung. But but Sam Bradford, he's been in the league long enough that he should be able to get the ball to Larry Fitzgerald. He should be able to do something with David Johnson. I think you might have been right. I think it's Peterman time in Arizona. Oh, good Lord. 
Do you think Rosen's coming out anytime soon? How long? How long until the the Josh Rosen train arrives at the uh, Arizona station? Uh, the, jo- the Josh Rosen uh, the train. I was trying to think of something. <laughs> I was trying to think of a name. You sure did. I was trying to think of a, a different name. Uh, the Rosen Brosen. The Rosen Brosen. Uh, I think that is going to be pulling up pretty shortly. I think like the people that are getting on the train, their bags are packed. <laughs> They're standing on the. They've already the, sold their home. They sold their home. Like <laughs> we're moving now. Like the Brad, like Brad, Sam Bradford is like that apartment you live in while you're waiting for your house to get like remodeled. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Sam, you're doing a fine job. This is a nice apartment, but it is in a kind of shady area that I don't want to live in anymore. So I'm and the roof of, leaks, and there's yeah. no plumbing or electricity. And by the way, when are you going to do the floors? Yeah. So Josh Rosen, Lahiam. <laughs> who do you have? The, who are you going to forget that that had a bad performance last week at quarterback? Is there someone that you're thinking of that Matt Ryan? Yeah. What was his name that you called him? That's not him. Oh, that's not him. Joe oh. fucking Flacco. Joe fucking Flacco. Yeah. So you're not going to forget Joe fucking Flacco because he had a good I mean, week. I know. I mean, this is a right, right, one right. man segment, right? I mean, this is a one man. So segment. if you want me to name others, I can name. I just like Joe the way, Flacco. I, I just like the way you say his name, Joe fucking Flacco. There you go. So Matt Ryan, you don't see a repeat performance this week. You think this last week was the outlier? Matt Ryan will have three to four games this season where he's going to get thirty points. You will never know when they're coming. You will. Maybe lucky to luck into it, but you're going to start him mostly because he's going to get you 12 to 15 points. He's also not going to get you two rushing touchdowns either. No. And what a touchdown run by Matt Ryan it was. It was the whitest guy <laughs> rushing touchdown I've ever seen, where he just gets hit by two people and then just falls over. <laughs> touchdown! <laughs> uh, so forgive or forget for running back. I'm going to forgive David Johnson. Yeah, he, as bad as that offensive line looks, as bad as Sam Bradford looks, he's still David Johnson. We talked about this with the rankings for for running backs and how they have Chris Thompson at what fifteen and David Johnson at ten or something. But the reason he's ranked so high in a lot of these websites is because the guy has the, that's the low for set. him. It is low for him, but high compared to how he's performed this yeah. year. Obviously, the guy's got the skill set. How how long do you keep him on your team? Uh, as a starter before you decide that it, he's not worth starting anymore. If, if he's putting up eight-point performances, seven-point performances, where, where, when do you put him on your bench? I don't think it's going to keep up. If you're in a league and you think that the guy, person that owns David Johnson is willing to talk and you can kind of steal him away from that guy, do it. I don't think there's going to be many leagues where that's going to happen yet, but if he has a bad week this week, go for it because I don't think it's going to last all season. I really don't. So who is that? Who you're going to forgive this week, or who do you uh, have no, I'm to gonna forgive? I'm going to forgive Dalvin Cook. Okay. Uh, I think that, like I said, he came off he came off a torn ACL. Not everyone's Adrian Peterson. I think Peterson and Edelman set this precedent with torn ACLs where they just came back at the beginning of the season, they were fine, and everybody just kind of expects that. I think that's just kind of like a common misconception in society that it's just like, oh, these guys are ba-. like it's like a Madden season. Like they they're back. Oh, I can use them, and they're going to be just as good as they were last year. Real life doesn't work like that. People's, you know, muscles and bones, they don't just go back to normal. Like, there's an adjustment period, especially when you're a peak athlete. I think you're looking at around week six or seven when I think Dalvin Cook will be what he was last year. But I think until then, you're going to get running back two numbers, and that's not bad. So 12 points a game is, is not a is not a problem. It's not problematic. But again, like you said, where, where you drafted him. Yeah. 
you're kind of you're kind of shit in the bed with them if you're starting to make your RB one. Second right or now. third round pick, you're kind of hoping for a running back who's going to break out. That's kind of what you're looking for. That's kind of what you got. You look for with Kareem Hunt. And that's kind of what you look for with the Dalvin Cook or so Joe Mixon. So you'll be forgiving uh, Dalvin Cook for six weeks. It sounds like before he ends up in your forget column. If you start, if he's still not performing at an RB one standard that you're used to after week six, you'll probably. I mean, no. Like if I own him. Like, if I owned him, he'd become a problem a lot sooner than that. But you are starting him this week if you're a Dalvin Cook owner. Uh, who are they playing? Give me their, give me the old matchup and I'll tell you. The old matchup. He's also um, questionable right now, I believe. He's injured. He did not practice. Well, they are playing Buffalo. Oh, fucking week. start him. Start <laughs> him and fucking... I don't care if he's playing on one leg. Start so, okay, him. but now here's the problem. If he shits the bed against Buffalo. If he has a bad performance against Buffalo. Then I blame Nathan Peterman. But it, no one has had a bad performance against Buffalo. So if he if he has a bad game, if he has a sub ten point game against Buffalo, are you concerned at that point? Well, I know Collins I know just, didn't have a great game against Buffalo. Collins is not a good good running back. I don't. I really don't see that guy as anything special. So, but if Dalvin Cook, you, so bad game against Buffalo, let it slide. Uh, no, at that point, I think you get a little nervous. But again, like I said, like you just got to kind of. You have to kind of watch games and just see how the guy is performing. Is there a reason why he's under? Is is it like in the first quarter did Latavius Murray have an eighty yard touchdown, and then did Stephon Diggs have a fifty yard touchdown? Like, and then they're up by twenty at the half. Like, you heard it here that, first. Is, Latavius Murray with an eighty yard touchdown. If, Pick him up on waivers. If right that now. is what happened, then I don't necessarily because sometimes these games just are weird. Like the. The Bengals-Ravens game last week, A.J. Green had three touchdowns but finished with under 100 yards and only six catches. So he had three catches for three touchdowns in the first half and then basically went blank after that. Like, so if you start A.J. Green, you're like, shit, I got 25 points in the first half or something like that, and that's what you ended with. All right. Are you you satisfied (laughs) with that? You are. You are because it's 25 points. But at the end of the day, would you have just rather gotten that in like a more spread out game where you're like, oh. because honestly, like in most games, he's not going to do that. So is the norm going to be more five catches for 50 yards and no touchdowns? And that's 10 points. And then it's like, why is this number one receiver not doing anything for me? <laughs> what about, uh, I'm going to let you start off the forget column uh, for for running backs here, because I have three of them. and I'm I don't even know if this guy is considered a running back or a wide receiver in football, but I know a lot of people picked him up after Sunday night, and that is Tavon Austin. Jesus. I know that a lot of people, because he was a top 10 pick, fell in love with his skill set. And he's got a really good skill set, and on like a good team like the Patriots, I think he'd be killer. But he's on Dallas with Jason Idiot Garrett, who you know should be what fired after this idiot. Okay. He should be fired after this season, probably, because, I don't know, he just doesn't seem to know what he's doing anymore in that team. But, yeah, Tavon Austin, I saw a couple people pick him up. I think he's considered a running back. I think he really, is. He's, a, he's kind of a split guy. But he, I think on, I think in fantasy you can play him in either. I think it's a little bit of the, the Ty Montgomery uh, thing yeah. that they had last year going on. So, so for me, there's three guys that I, I want to forget if I drafted them early. Uh, LaShawn McCoy. Can we 
can we consider him done in fantasy this year? I mean, like, no, you're not trading for him. You're not going to try to trade for him. Do you think he has enough value that you would trade to pick him up so that you could start him in six weeks? If or somebody cut weeks? him, I'd, I'd pick him up. Well, pick I'd, him I'd, up. I, I would. I would use my number one waiver claim on a Lashawn McCoy. But for right for a hot take guy, that's not much of a hot take. Anyone would pick up Lashawn McCoy, right? So who? Well, like, not not the way you're describing him. If people, <laughs> if everybody thought the way you thought, he'd be on the waiver wire right now. Who the hell else can is you, gonna? Who the hell else is gonna be successful in Buffalo? No one. That's my point. I don't think anyone's gonna be successful. He was doing there. fine before he got hurt last week. I don't week. think anyone is gonna be successful in Buffalo this year. I don't think there's on any every, starter on every team. There's at least one guy I don't, that does I don't, something that's of some fantasy value on I'm, every team. With the way that team looks, I'm so concerned about that team that I don't know Lashawn McCoy will finish as an RB two. I think he might finish as an RB three, which is a, 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 where anyone drafted him. That's a shit show. Oh yeah, but I mean, I'm not trading for him unless you're, unless I'm trading you, fucking Jarek McKinnon for him. Like, well, I, I I believe he's injured. <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm saying. Unless I'm, I'm trading, I'm basically trading a guy who's out for the season for Lashawn McCoy. If I can get him for free, I will take him. If he if he's, I mean, I think he's injured for this weekend still. Uh, last time he broke I, his ribs. So well, they were saying there was a counter argument to that thing that oh we thought he broke it but he didn't. So either way, well, I'd like to counter with bring back the Peterman show. <laughs> Injured either way or not, whatever you want to look at. I'm I'm forgetting LaShawn McCoy this week. I'm forgetting Alex Collins this week. I think Buck Allen is the guy you want to start on that team in PPR formats. And I'm also going to forget Chris Carson. Uh, what a f- awful performance last week. I know he was he had the best as far as yards per carry goes, but like I said, this was on seven carries. This was my this was my hot take last week. Was I said Pete? <laughs> sorry, Rashad Penny would outperform Chris Carson. Fantasy wise, for fantasy purposes, he would he would he did he did outperform him. He got three points to Chris Carson's two. So uh, yeah, Carson's not a guy that I'm starting anytime soon. He has a great skill set. He's got great athleticism, and he's someone that I think most people would be happy with in any other circumstance, but not right now. Uh, I'm also gonna forgive Odell Beckham Jr. wide receiver for last week. I think that is not gonna happen very often. Odell Beckham's a guy that you could plug in. Any week, week after week. So, uh, again, we could do <clears throat> hot take. Nice hot take Thanks. there, Devin. Well, I'd say Landry, too. Uh, Jarvis Landry's injured. He might not play. And really? they're playing on Thursday. So Well, I forgave him. So a, guy, a guy who is injured, and it's they're talking about his injury today, and they play tomorrow. I think it might be a stretch for him not to play. You're right. That is a tomorrow game. So, Landry, no. I will forgive Odell. Go ahead. Who's your who's your wide receiver that you're going you're gonna to forgive for this week? So this is going to be hard for me because this is kind of me admitting that you were right about somebody. Oh, shit. Um, first and foremost, it's not Keelan Cole. It's D.D. Westbrook is the guy I want to forget. Okay. But here's why. Forgive. I, this is forget, right? This is forget. We're forgiving. We're forgiving. Well, I'll, I'll forgive D.D. Westbrook later. <laughs> <laughs> no, you want to forgive him now because this is the forgive... No, I'm going to forgive Keenan Allen. <laughs> there you go. Keenan okay. Allen, a guy who underperformed last week against, you know. At the end of the day, though, they are playing the Rams this weekend. Dude, I'm really so concerned. So good luck with that. I have him in a league, and I just don't. I, I'm, I'm going to start him because I think Phillip Rivers can get him the ball. I, well, first of all, I'm starting him no matter what. I mean, the Rams have faced two pretty... They shut down bad quarterbacks. They did, so but they they shut down uh, they shut down Larry Fitzgerald pretty bad. Uh, was that them shutting him down, or was that their shitty offensive mind, offensive coordinator? Right. So I this is where I this is where I 
I think anyone should be starting Keenan Allen without any concern because he is an effective receiver <laughs> and Philip Rivers does have a brain in his head yeah. and so does their offensive. You always start your good you always start your studs. Like you never you're not gonna bench who are you gonna bench Keenan Allen for for the potential of anything better? Like, Ty Montgomery, man. In my flex. I'm gonna bench was this the joke segment? This is a serious one? Okay, we'll go back to serious. Start Keenan Allen and forgive him. <laughs> who, who are you going to forgive? This, this is the forgive part? I <laughs> didn't know. For- who are you going to forget, buddy? I feel like you already tipped your hand on that. But I don't think anyone I don't think anyone knows. Okay. I'm going to... It's D.D. Westbrook. Oh, oh shit. My God. Oh, my God. Hot take. Anyway, did you, did you see the Keelan Cole catch? The Odell Beckham down of the sidelines? Of course I did. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to be valuable in terms of like being a number is. one wide receiver in fantasy. He is. Pick him up. Start him. Start him this week. I mean, as a flex, sure. No, start him. Blake Bortles. Doesn't matter. Blake Bad Bulls. Yeah, you need to work on that. I mean, I could come up with a lot of names start for Blake Keelan Bortles. Cole. He's had he's had two starter worthy weeks. He had four of them to end last season. The guy's a legit a legit talent. You need to start him. And if you don't, you're going to probably feel bad about it. And then next week you'll start him. So reap the benefits this week if you don't have someone who's better than him. And uh, and enjoy enjoy Sunday. That's what I would do. It's been hard to enjoy the first two Sundays, to be honest. <laughs> this week I'm going to go ahead and forget Larry Fitzgerald. I know he has... Wow. He had a tough matchup last week. This is a hot take, folks. This is a hot take. I'm going to forget him because I don't trust him with Sam Bradford this week. Ow. Yeah, watch your fingers, pal. It's a hot take. I don't trust him this week. I, I, I need to see Sam Bradford figure it out. It's It's, it's been 10 years. It's, I don't know if it's going to happen. Look, this is the problem. Larry Fitzgerald has dominated with shitty quarterbacks his entire career. His entire career. Yeah, you put Different up coach. Different coach. Okay, that is that is true. But this is not his first coaching change. This is not his first coaching change. He's had pretty much the same coach for the last two years. Bruce Arians much gets so much out of so little. If you look at that Colts team, that by the way, that Colts team, that first year Andrew Luck when uh, the other coach had cancer and he was out, and Arians coached that team, and they look like a completely different team God rest from anything soul. else. He's not dead. Okay. From anything else they ever had, what gets way way underlooked is that Bruce Arians was the coach of that team, and. He he made that team look great. And then he went to Arizona, and he made that team look good for a while. And then last year, when he's trotting out backups, and he probably could have gotten a lot out of Nathan Peterman. I believe he could have. And I think that, uh, that no, I'm lying to you. I don't think he can do anything with Nathan Peterman. I don't think Nathan... save that audio. Yeah, I think, I think, I think Nathan Peterman, he's with his agent right now getting ready for the AAF or the XFL. That's probably what he's doing. Um, is there anyone else you want to touch on for forgive or forget there? No, not for wide receivers, no. I think, uh, as far as tight end goes, I'm going to forgive Kittle. I think he's going to be, he'll be okay. I don't think he's going to be spectacular, but I think he's starter worthy. And then I'm definitely forgetting about Tyler Eifert. I'm not starting him any anytime soon. He, you can't trust him. He, they, they seem like they're, they have him on a pitch count for one. He comes in and out a lot. I like. I don't know if you watched the Thursday yeah, game, but he came in and out a lot. Like they just don't seem. They seem to be easing him back, like into things. And he was never like a guy I wanted to consistently start when he wasn't being eased in. He's had two back surgeries. Like my back. 
Like, he needs to My just... back! Like, honestly, he just... I wouldn't touch that. He's The problem with that is... He, I think we looked at the his game log and hasn't had a starter-worthy game since November or December of 2016. That's so, what you looked that up. So, yeah. So, until he, he has multiple back-to-back games where he looks like someone that you could potentially roll out there, I don't give a shit about his pedigree. I don't care that he was once a top four, top three tight end. That means nothing. That's like rostering me. Adrian Peterson because he was a stud two years ago. Speaking of studs, I'm starting Antonio Gates this weekend. That is not true. It just goes to show you. It's not a terrible idea. <laughs> what's been the what's been the thing that the Rams couldn't stop in week one? That was Jared Cook, who last week had eight points. Which is fine with me. Good with eight. Eight points, points is fine for a tight end. Gotcha. I, absolutely. Gotcha. How, what do you think the average was for starting? Let me tight tell you let me tell you about a guy that I want to forget. Okay. That is a tight end yep. who is not going to be getting eight points in a couple weeks, and that's Will Disley. Mm. So the Disley shits. The Disley shits. So you don't think he's worth starting next week? No, but I'm going to tell you who I do forgive. Who do you forgive? He likes to spike the ball, and he spiked his way into our hearts. And that's Robert James Gronkowski. Is his middle name? James? I don't think so. <laughs> but can we do a Kennedy? Robert Kennedy. Robert Kennedy Gronkowski. I feel like that's he more... looks like a Kennedy. He does. Look he like acts a like a Kennedy too, except for the plane crash part of it. Hello, darkness, my old friend. (laughs) Why did this take such a dark turn? Because the lights are off. That's true. Um, Anyway, I will forgive Gronkowski. So much so that I traded for him. (laughs) (laughs) Not realizing the three-point game he had last week, but I don't think anyone imagines. (laughs) I don't care. He'll have those games. Travis Kelsey had one point week one. And you, you mentioned this, but I do think that Josh Gordon helps Gronkowski's point total week to week for sure i think i like i said do you agree with me that the one person that probably hurts is hogan i absolutely do i don't think it hurts edelman because i think it's the same concept edelman is an underneath guy gordon's going to be sent out like it just depends like who do defenses want to focus on the most do you want to stop the guy that's going to get 12 catches or do you want to stop the guy that's going to get the big 60 yard touchdown you're going to try to stop that guy. And that's a perfect point for our next segment, don't buy the hype. So you're saying that you don't buy the hype of Chris Hogan moving forward uh, at wide receiver as long as Josh Gordon is on that team? Or, or are you saying at least in two to three weeks? That's if Josh Gordon stays going. in football, then sure, it's probably bad. But no, as, <laughs> as of right now, Hogan is still startable. Oh, but absolutely. But when you add Edelman back to that equation... And that's week six. Edelman is... That's week five. Week five. Okay. Well, he's suspended for four games. The Patriots might have a bye. I don't know their schedule. Okay. But Edelman is not going to go away. I don't care if he had an injury last year or what. He's still Tom Brady's best friend. He's still Tom Brady's most trusted target, and he always has and always will. And Belichick would have just given up on him if he thought he was done. Gronk is always going to get those targets because he's a tight end. Tight ends go across the middle. Like That's the guy who's going to be open. The six, seven, two hundred and fucking fifty pound dude who's wide <laughs> open in the middle of the field. Yeah, I'm gonna throw to him probably a lot. Well, well then, who at wide receiver do you not buy the hype in this week? You don't have one for this week. Yeah, I see the blank stare in your eyes, the dog stare. I in your eyes. I just can't think of anybody off the top of my head that had a great week that I'm like, man, I'll give you I want to, I want to give I'll, up. I'll on give you that a chance guy. because I'm gonna talk about someone that I still to this day don't believe is gonna be worth a damn. At the end of the season, you're gonna be kicking yourself. For drafting and kicking yourself or starting week to week. And I hope I'm wrong because I like the guy. But I still think 
Amari Cooper's a guy. I know he had a great week uh, last week, but he, he's not someone that I don't think will be consistent. I don't think he's someone that you're going to want to start, especially, again, probably not at the price you drafted him at as a, as a wide receiver one or two, especially if you went running back heavy earlier on in the draft. I think there's better options out there. So for Amari Cooper uh, as my wide receiver, he is someone that I don't buy the hype in. And, and if I have him on my team, I'm, I still don't know that I'm starting him this week. You might have to if you waited that long to get a, a wide receiver. Yeah, you uh, but I'm, I'm watching very closely through week five to decide whether or not he's going to be on my team or if I'm trading him or looking for someone that could potentially be great off of, off of waivers. Like, again, a Keelan Cole, uh, who I think will be dominant. I think he'll be someone at the end of the year that everyone's talking about and that next year will be high on the draft boards. You know, I really don't... I'm staying away from all the Rams guys. I know Brandon Cooks has had a couple of good weeks, but I'm just – it's not that I don't think any of them are good. I just think they're all really good, and that offense is going to be so good that there's going to be weeks where Cooks has a great game. There's going to be a week where Cup has a great game. There's going to be a week where Woods has a great game. If you want to start a lineup where you have no idea if your guy is going to do anything or a ton, then, I mean, by all means, go ahead and start him. But – you want to know at least you're going to get something from a guy weekly, like I, in my opinion. I actually disagree. I, I think that the Rams wide receivers, and I agree with the point that they're all really good. I think they're all really good, and that's the problem. But as dominant as their defense is, as, as nicely as their offense flows, I think they're all good for 12, 13 points a week. So if you can flex them, mm-hmm. I would flex any of them any day of the week. I also think that um, on another guy... If and I you, do think Cook is starting to stand out from the pack, but go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, you could see that in training camp when you saw how much McVeigh was in love with Cook's speed. I don't know if you saw those videos mm-hmm. of them in training mm-hmm. camp. Um, there's another guy that... Uh, he actually is on the, the Steelers and has more points than Antonio Brown. I don't know if I trust Juju Smith-Schutzer to keep this up for the whole year. Like, if you have if you have a guy in your league that or a lady, because everyone plays fantasy football, I don't want to be a sexist or a misogynist. Okay, get your hand off my leg. <laughs> anyway, I don't think that you particularly want to deal with that. <clears throat> like, because I just think it's going to be inconsistent. I, I think he'll be a fine wide receiver, too. At least for the year, I, I haven't bought into him for the last year. Uh, but if someone's offering you a trade for a legit like running back or no, and another wide receiver no. that's a little lower tier, you're gonna tell me you're gonna turn that down? No, he was getting drafted too high for me. Um, I think if you drafted today, would you have drafted him where you saw him? No, absolutely. Then nothing's changed. No, no. Then you don't think anything differently of him than you did that now. Yeah, no, that's true. I, it, there's some there's some guys and teams that I just tend to stay away from no matter what. Like, even if Amari Cooper ended up having a great year and finishing top 10 this year, next year I wouldn't pick him up. I wouldn't be drafting uh, Amari Cooper. And, and, and Juju is a guy that if if Antonio Brown wasn't on that team and he was putting up those numbers, sure, maybe I'm drafting him at that point. But yeah. for the time being, I'm staying away from that. Uh, just like I, speaking of the Steelers, I don't buy the hype on Ben Roethlisberger last week. He had he put uh, put up what thirty five to forty something points, depending on what type of league you were in. And for me, uh, I don't like the idea of having to start Ben Roethlisberger. That is an ugly idea for me. He doesn't have all his weapons, which is even with all his weapons, he's still not a top ten finish. I think you can stream him week to week, but I'm not putting Ben Roethlisberger on my team whatsoever. I will say something else right now. Thank you. Blake Bortles. Not buying the hype. There are a lot of people talking about Blake Bortles. 
because of the game he had and because he's got 55 points through two games. I just don't I don't know why you would do that to yourself. Yeah, Blake Bortles, uh, QB two, put him on your bench if he if he's playing the Colts. Maybe God, you're setting yourself up to be sad. Yeah, well, I don't. I think if you have Blake Bortles on your team, you're, you're and you're starting him, you're probably in a fourteen uh, team league, maybe a twelve team league, two and, QB league, perhaps. Still. Very valuable in a two QB <laughs> league. So go ahead and pick him up for one of pick those. A, if you're in, if you're in a two QB league. Do yourself a favor. There, pause the podcast and pick up Blake. There, there are a couple of leagues where you can be in where you draft the worst players and you get the most points for how shitty they do. Is that a real league? That, these are real leagues. You're shitting me? No. And he's super valuable in leagues like Where that. is this league? I don't know if it exists. Have you heard of this? You're other, fucking with me. No, I'm not. There's another type of league that people are doing now. It's called a vampire league. Have you heard of that? <laughs> is this if you pick the most vultures? No. Nine players, there's a 10-team league. Nine players draft. The one guy does not draft. Gets to pick up anyone he wants off waivers. And then each week, if that guy beats you, he gets to take somebody in your starting lineup. Where is this? I don't know, but Matthew Berry did two of them. Dude, this is awesome. It's weird, but I kind of like it. Especially I'm, I'm because by the end of the season, year. you could do like a... First of all, I'm doing the shittiest team league, without a doubt. Not that I've ever had a shitty team, but I like yeah. the idea of trying to guess who's going to be the worst player every week. I think we'd excel at that. Marcus Mariota. Just... <laughs> Are you kidding me? First round pick, Nathan First round Peterman. Pick, Nathan... Shit! So, so the Vampire League, where can you... That's not on like ESPN or Yahoo. you got to set anything. it yourself. So basically, I think you can just set it up to where... You have a 10-team league, only nine are draft, or you have a nine-team league, mm. you do your draft, then you add another team, and you let that per- like, you basically have to make sure everyone's right. on the same page, like, when we're done with the draft, do not, and that's the other thing, every team, other than that one guy, cannot make waiver pickups throughout the entire year. See, what I thought you were going to say is that you couldn't play players on your team that had a day game. That's where I thought you were going with that. You can only play players that were in the primetime game. I don't know why it's called the Vampire League, but I but I heard about it and I'm like, that's a really interesting, like challenging thing for that's that. That's really that, cool. That, I feel like anyone who's who's good at fantasy football would probably enjoy the challenge of that. Yeah. Um, we kept talking about Steelers and you know, this guy made my list again, uh, is Jesse James. I, I, as a tight end I don't pew, 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 pew. Yeah, I don't buy the hype of last week. You don't buy I'm, the cowboy? I'm, I don't buy the cowboy. I'm staying away from him. He's not on my team. I'm not picking him up. I think he could be serviceable as a, a fill-in, you know, a, mm. an eight-point per game guy. Uh, dude. You, you, a what? Eight-point per game guy. <laughs> They're going to say eight-point per touchdown guy. Like, yeah, he'd probably be pretty valuable in the league That's like also that. another good league is the eight-point per touchdown league. No, yeah, Jesse James is my tight end. I'm, I'm, I'm not buying the hype on. Is there someone from last week that you're not I buying? I played in a league once where you got points for completions for quarterbacks. And it was a two-QB league. So basically, like, the first, like, 20 picks were, like, all quarterbacks. Nice. And then I just ended up with everybody else, mm-hmm. but had no quarterbacks. Wow. So, uh, I'm sorry, what was your question? I'm sorry, I was very <laughs> I don't buy the myself. hype on Jesse James from last year. I don't, pew, last pew. week, I don't blame you if you don't have a tight end uh, that you're not buying the hype on, but Jesse James is a guy. Tight ends are so finicky and hard to figure out. Like, I just, I couldn't find a guy that I thought, like, that I was like, nah, I'm not interested in that guy, like... Fair enough. All the good ones performed. Evan Ingram had a good week too. Like, this is something that you might be better better to answer than because my, I I don't buy the hype of Bilal Powell. 
And for you, I know that you're... I wouldn't either. I, well, you're a Jets fan. So I, I haven't bought him all week. Last week he went off. I, I actually answered some, uh, gave some advice on Twitter uh, to not start Bilal Powell. Unfortunately, dude went off for like 19 points in a PPR. So do you buy the hype on that? Is Crowell going to be a thing in, in New York? The Jets no? themselves don't believe that Bilal Powell can be an every down running back. They've said as much. In a PPR league, is does Bilal Powell have any... No, because Elijah Maguire is going to be back in a couple of weeks, and they were basically planning to have him take over that role anyway. So when he gets back, he's going to probably slowly take over that role. So if you want to deal with Bilal Powell's inconsistency for the next three to four weeks, go right ahead. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't bother. It's just my opinion. As a Jets fan, I've never been completely in love with him as a player. Then again, I'm a Jets fan, so I pretty much hate everybody on my team always until they prove me otherwise. Well, that's a good lead-in to the last segment of the day, and that is the Hail Mary segment. If you hate someone on your team, if you don't trust them, and you don't think you can start them, like for example, I probably will not be starting Larry Fitzgerald this week. I want to see what he can do with Sam Bradford. If you have him on your team, if he's available, my Hail Mary start for the week, someone that could potentially put up uh, WR1 stats, I like Keelan Cole. I, I think he's proven it the last six weeks of his career, maybe even the last eight weeks of his career. He's the guy that you want to own. He's a guy that has a chance to go for 30 points in a, in a full point perception league. Uh, and if you have him or for whatever reason he's available, I'm probably going to be starting him over a couple of wide receivers that uh, that haven't gotten the do- either haven't gotten the job done the last week, are injured, or there wasn't uh, someone that piqued your interest off of uh, off of waivers. Who do you have for wide receiver? Uh, well, one of the big guys I want you to pick up in waivers this week is John Brown, because uh, out of all the wide receivers in Baltimore, I like John Brown the most. Well, that makes sense. Or you can go the route if you buy into the Ryan Fitzpatrick stuff. Chris Godwin is always a good pickup. You know, Chris Godwin or Geronimo Allison. I think that the the Packers are going to have three guys who are going to be viable as receivers. I just don't know who those three guys are going to be other than Devontae Adams. But if you're going to plant your flag in someone, you're saying that it's going to be... I mean, out of those three guys, it's John Brown. John Brown, John Brown. John. But... John Brown is probably gone in your league at this point. But Geronimo Allison and Chris Godwin are not. Well, And I want Geronimo Allison because another thing, if you can get a guy who's on a really good offense, that's probably what you want to do over getting a guy like Godwin. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can argue with me. The, the Buccaneers offense is running on all cylinders right now. But I think that there's a literal... Uh, meteorite headed for that team. <laughs> it's like the dinosaurs before the end. They're like, oh man, what a great day we're going to have. We're going to go out and have some vegetables and some stuff. Like Our, our day is going to be perfect. Oh, look at the sun. And there's another sun. That's That sun's getting closer. And it's hotter and warmer. It's getting the ground is shaking. Ow, I'm hurting. I'm dead. I'm dead. Uh, well, if you don't want to be dead, uh, I, I think for running back my, my Hail Mary pick of the week, if you have, <clears throat> let's say you don't trust... David Johnson, which you should still be starting him. 
Please but don't. Please don't. don't please do not not start. Let's say Johnson. you don't trust uh, Lamar Miller, or you don't trust Jay Ajayi, or someone like that, and, and you need to put someone else in. Uh, he's only about 60% owned, 65% owned, and he should be started. This goes along the lines of our, our PPR running back mentality. You can wait in the draft to pull a guy like this. Uh, but James White on New England, uh, he's got 15 points per reception in the last uh, last two weeks. Or he's got 15 points in PPR leagues the last two weeks. I don't see any reason uh, why with, with Josh Gordon on the field he shouldn't get another 15 points. I if. If I'm struggling at running back, or I don't trust in someone, or they're injured, or I'm a Le'Veon Bell owner, I'm going for James White this week. Um, I think Gio Bernard is a little too on the nose to bring up here. Very he's, they have, they're owned about the same percentage. Well, the problem with Gio, Giovanni Bernard is now he's kind of clearly like the guy that you want to pick up. Like he's not like a hail mary. He's kind of like a obvious pick, obvious pickup. So like John Brown. So I'm going to go with this. <laughs> Jay Ajahi looks unlikely to play this weekend. Looks like he's not going to play. Corey Clement last week, in part-time, where Ajahi was in and out of the game, had 19 points. Pick up Corey Clement. He's the guy you want to start this weekend against an Indianapolis team that is a lot, I guess is a lot better than what I thought they'd be defensively, but still the Eagles. They're not going to have Carson Wentz throw 30 times in his return. 30, 35 times. I think just the way the league goes, like he still probably will throw about 30 times. But I feel like they're going to ease Wentz back into this game, and I just think it's going to be a lot of running. And Coleman, I think, is very valuable if Ajahi does not play. Fair enough. Or Buck Allen. Fair enough. Well, Buck I just Allen's name a couple good. people because, you know, people are listening. There's going to be people that say, I say Gio Bernard, and they're like, I, he's already gone. Like, I listen to a lot of podcasts where it's like that, where they'll mention, this is the top waiver pickup of... Name somebody else because I already know that I can't get that guy. Give me other options. I'm giving you other options. I'll give you three options. Well, Devin gonna, gave you one. I'm going to give you an option. Give me an option. He's under 30% owned. But we're running Hail Marys, not options. I, it's not this kind of <laughs> offense. Well, this is my hair, Hail Mary. And hair, I, hair Mary. This is my Hail Mary. Hair, are you there? I don't like to play guys on on Thursday night games, but uh, oh, why would you? I don't, and I think the defense because the could defense pre- is the once you start on could, Thursday night, he, he could present they could present him with some problems. But Tyrod Taylor uh, is a guy that even on a, a Thursday night game against a Jets defense that'll probably give him trouble is worth starting, and here's why: he has four less rushing yards. Sorry, two less. Rushing yards than Carlos Hyde. Uh, three less rushing yards than Marshawn Lynch. He's only got 12 less rushing yards than Adrian Peterson. Uh, he's less than 20 rushing yards less than, than Kareem Hunt. He's someone that he gets his points on the ground. He's going to luck into a touchdown pass or two. So I think I don't like it. It could be very bad. But again, the point of a Hail Mary is someone that could go off. You know the unfortunate part about Tyrod Taylor is he's an argument for the people that think fantasy football is stupid. (laughs) Because he literally has no bearing on whether he's good or not at being a quarterback in the NFL. It's literally a guy that you just said has more rushing yards than half the running back. And like two weeks ago was like 20 for 50. And that's bad. By, by the way, I named a couple people. He also has more rushing yards than Melvin Gordon, Christian McCaffrey, and Royce Freeman. Well, everyone has that. And Kenyon Drake, so it's not like it's a bunch of no-names. I've never uh, heard of Christian McCaffrey. 
I think he's a novelist out of South Dakota. I'm not mistaken. <laughs> South Dakota. <laughs> he's not the son of an NFL legend or anything. Nah. Anyway, who do you have? Who is your quarterback that you could start as a Hail Mary? Let's say you have Andrew Luck. You don't trust his performance last week. You don't think his arm is ready. Who's your quarterback that you're willing to start that could potentially finish and say maybe the top five if he has a killer game? I think Andy Dalton. I'm not an Andy Dalton guy. I never I never have been. But I feel like in the, la- the first two weeks of the season, I've seen like a different kind of Andy Dalton. Maybe I'm just being tricked by the sorcery that is the redhead. He he's a, he's a day walker. I he think. is the soulless assassin. The soulless, the soulless assassin. The red rifle. <laughs> the, the crimson cunt. <laughs> Andy Dalton is going for your Did neck, you say brother. The crimson cunt. I don't think so. I think you just said that word. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think he's a guy who could. He's gonna knock you. He's, he could give you if you're starting against Andy Dalton and you get knocked off this week. He will be the crimson cunt. <laughs> Trust me. But I mean, you just watched Matt Ryan. Put up so many yards and a rushing touchdown. Two of them. Two of them against this Carolina defense. <clears throat> so this Carolina defense could not be all that good if that's what's happening. If they're allowing these <laughs> slow white quarterbacks to just stroll into the end zone at six miles an hour. Like, Jeez. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't want to be disrespectful, but white people are not fast. Except for Michael Scott. Who is on record as having run 31 miles an hour. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's record. It's his record to beat. Beat it! Well, that's us on the record for this week. Uh, that's week three of the Hail Mary Fantasy Football Podcast. Fantasy Good, Football Podcast. Good luck to you. Uh, Adam, do you have anything to say going into week three with your, if I with go your fucking massive If trip? I go 0-3, there's not going to be a week four of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> week four might sound a little different. We'll be in two different locations. So if you pick up on a sound change, it's it's not because Adam's voice has somehow evolved into the voice of an angel. It's because we are in, in two different places. Honestly, what I might do is I might just do this podcast by myself and just take audio snippets of you and put them together. So if Devin sounds like he's not there and he goes, Adam, you are right. That's me editing. Or I'm just going to do a Devin impersonation for an hour and 20 minutes. Can you impersonate me, impersonate me signing off? I'm Devin. I'm signing off. <laughs>